do you tell the difference between black bear scat and grizzly bear scat? Well, black bear poop has berries in it. Grizzly bear poop has bells in it and smells like pepper spray. Just kidding. You won't be eaten by any grizzly bears in Glacier National Park. Probably. But if you want to be extra safe, you can carry bear spray with you. The ranger stations have these pepper spray-like contraptions for sale, and it has been shown that giving a loud shout every couple of minutes to warn bears you're coming or scare them away actually works better than wearing bear bells. Despite all the talk about bears, I only saw two in Glacier National Park. One was a black bear, which I saw from afar. It was actually swimming across Swift Current Lake. The lakes are too cold to swim in for humans. Temperatures can reach 48 degrees, but I guess it's refreshing for black bears. My second encounter was with a grizzly bear on the beautiful Highline Trail, which I'll discuss more later. The grizzly bear got within 15 feet of us, but it was more interested in eating some berries and taking a dump than it was with us. In this episode, I'll talk about the history of the park and all the incredibly fun activities there are to do there. There are four major areas of the park. These are St. Mary, Many Glacier, Two Medicine, and McDonald Lake. Each of these areas offer hiking, biking, paddling, and more. Climate change is a huge issue in Glacier National Park, as I mentioned in the previous episode. Melting glaciers and warming weather have ramifications on the ecosystem, too. Here's just a few of the animals in the park that climate change will affect. The ptarmigan, a native bird that turns white in the winter, dies at only 85 degrees Fahrenheit. There has been an increase of the devastating pine beetle, which is already destroying huge parts of the forests. Increased wildfires will decrease tree coverage, which allows sunlight to reach the forest floor. This creates the perfect environment for undergrowth and bushes, which is bear habitat. Because of this, there has been an increase in bears, which has good and bad aspects. Bighorn sheep and other animals that need alpine meadows in the park are struggling. As earth becomes warmer, the tree line rises. The trees take over parts of the park where there once was meadow, driving out the creatures that depend on the meadows from their habitats. Mountain goats need snow and chilly weather to keep cool, otherwise they overheat in their thick coats. Snowshoe hares are reddish-brown during the summer and white in the winter. If summer started earlier, their coats would still be white and they would be really easy for predators to see. Lastly, bull trout need water temperatures at 48 to 57 degrees to grow. Without glaciers to keep the streams cool, they could die. At some point in your trip, you should visit the iconic Going to the Sun Road. It's been featured in several movies, including Forrest Gump and The Shining, and it has incredibly stunning views. The winding roads overlook a spectacular steep valley. The stark slopes are smattered with trees and clumps of brush. A melancholy graveyard of ivory-colored trees reach their spindly, greedy fingertips towards the billowing sky. Silver waterfalls are woven into the looming cliffs along the road, and the weeping wall is a rough stone wall along the road where small droplets of water trickle down the side, and they look just like tears. Hence the name, The Weeping Wall. The hiking in Glacier National Park is phenomenal. Here are a few of my favorite hikes. 
First, the Highland Trail. This is where we had our minor grizzly bear encounter. Thankfully, we had our bear spray with us, and we did not need to use it. The Highland Trail is 11 miles if you take the shuttle back, of breathtaking beauty. It's a 7,000-foot-high trail above a picturesque valley, and pink, yellow, blue, and purple wildflowers splatter the slopes like stars. These wildflowers include marsh marigold, American bistort, peri primrose, and arctic gentian. Wispy breezes carry the scent of conifers all across the trail. There are scenic boat tours offered at the St. Mary Lake. We took the Little Chief historic boat to the trailhead for a six-mile round-trip hike on the St. Mary Falls Trail. The views reveal the remarkably vivid turquoise water of St. Mary Lake. And we continued to the majestic St. Mary and Virginia Falls. You can literally see the bright blue color of the water blossoming out from beneath the falls and spreading into the pools below. We also did the Dawson Pitamakan hike. It's 16 miles long if you take the boat on the way back and 18 if you don't. There are some mesmerizing views of especially blue lakes and it's very steep. You can walk along the continental divide and see the huge valley below filled with gigantic boulders. Parts of the hike were beautiful, but the beginning and the end were somewhat dry. We also did the Hidden Lake Trail. There were tons of fluffy mountain goats along the way. It's a six-mile hike, and there are some amazing views of a bright blue lake. It's a tree-lined short walk to a spectacular overlook and a few miles more to venture down to the lake itself. There is a strenuous hill on the way down to the lake and, of course, back up, but it is definitely worth it. The Grinnell Glacier hike was amazing. You can see bighorn sheep up close along the way. We even saw a baby bighorn sheep walking along the narrow cliffs. There's breathtaking cloudy blue water and a close-up of the awe-inspiring Grinnell Glacier. You used to be able to walk on the glacier, but unfortunately not anymore because of climate change. There are several small icebergs floating in the lake. It's a 3.8 mile hike each way, plus an extra 2 miles if you don't take the boat back. You can also walk around and canoe in the stunning Lake McDonald area, which is home to Apgar Village. There are splendid views of Powder Blue Mountains and a few cute shops to explore and buy some souvenirs with jokes on them like the ones I opened this episode with. How did Glacier National Park become popular? In 1895, the Blackfeet tribe was pressured into selling large parts of their land to the federal government for an extremely low price. It is thought that the Blackfeet didn't have many other options because their main food source, buffalo, had been completely hunted. Many of the Blackfeet people were starving. The government soon made the land into a park. The Great Northern Railroad Company coined the slogan, See America First, to entice American travelers to explore the American West rather than Europe. Northern Railroad built chalets, hotels, and trails to make the park more amenable. Some of these chalets were destroyed by weather events or even animal attacks. Eventually, the Going to the Sun Road was built and finally finished in 1932. This made the park more accessible because instead of having to take a train into the park, then travel on horseback to access the chalets, the public could simply drive in. Instead of spending weeks or even months at a time in the chalets and hotels, people would only spend the weekend or a few days. Thanks for listening to Park Wake Up Call.